Welcome to Relationship Rescue. Every relationship begins with you, the podcast, and today is dynamic, amazing, fantastic. And if you are in a long, serious, committed relationship um, and it's full of dysfunction and it's unhealthy, this episode is for you. Listen carefully. I would even grab a pen and paper. I always forget to tell you that, but today I'm going to remind you, grab a pen and paper and get ready and take notes. And you might want to listen to this three times, right? So change happens. Guess what? When we take responsibility for our part in the dysfunction of the relationship. Now, what happens when we do take responsibility and we start to look within and we start to change ourselves and our, you know, and our partner doesn't change at all. Well, that's when, you know, a decision has to be made. But until that time, okay, until that time that you actually do take that responsibility, you know, what happens is this. This is what I hear, you know, a lot. It's, 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 it's basically, most people want to feel like the victim, okay? It's tempting to blame your partner for everything that's wrong in the marriage, okay? And I get that. I get that. But here's one of my questions. Let's say you are in a, in a, a marriage with, or a relationship with um, a narcissist, sure, uh, but it's not always the narcissist, just an unhealthy person. How about you're with a very selfish human being, a self-centered human being that you wouldn't label narcissist, maybe not even codependent, just really freaking selfish, right? That's just always gimme, 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 gimme. Okay, well, have you been too passive? Ask yourself. What are you allowing that you shouldn't be allowing? And I've asked that so many times in the past, and and I'm going to ask it again. Are you being too passive? You know, perhaps maybe you've um, overfunctioned and allowed this person in your life, your partner, to underfunction. And now you're not happy with that arrangement, right? But instead of having that mature discussion, uh, let's say you start criticizing, belittling, um, and then, you know, the cycle of dysfunction and unhealthy behaviors starts happening. Happening, You know, um, has your heart grown resentful and bitter and in anger you've lashed out, but then you go back to those same patterns that you've felt guilty, you know, um, you've got felt guilty for the way you handle things. You go back to then, you know, basically being a doormat. You know, people may be, the, the person in your life may be 100% responsible for, you know, their tongue and their temper. But if your relationship has been rocky and unhappy, then there is a part of it that is your part in this. Um, so if you're with somebody for years and years and, and you know, and you've had it and, and, and the dysfunction and the toxicity is really starting to affect the children, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm telling you, I'm here to say this. That you know what? Children that go through a divorce can be okay. And a lot of them are way better off than um, the people that stayed married and their children were subject to constant confrontation, anger, hate, watching, you know, um, watching a couple, their parents together that there was no love. There was just disdain and negativity. I'm not saying get divorced because I'm for saving marriages, but I, there will come a day that you have to make a choice and you have to understand that the better choice is the choice that's going to bring your children and yourself and your even your partner the most amount of peace. 
So what I want you to do is start to give careful thought to your ways. Okay. So what are, what is your part? What are you feeling? What do you really want in life? What do you want this relationship to look like? What are your core values? Do you know what your core values are? Do you know what your morals are? Are, is this relationship, is your relationship going against those values and those morals? See, when you're with a selfish spouse, um, you see, selfishness isn't characterized by um, knowing how that person feels or what they want. It's selfishness is when a person demands that other people cater to their feelings, their wants, and their needs. Do you know how many times I've been in, you know, um, um, sessions with a couple and one person will tell the other one, you're selfish, you're just self-centered, you're just so selfish, it's always about you, it's always about you. But when I dig deeper, the person saying the other person is selfish is they think they're selfish because their, their partner is not catering to their feelings, wants, and needs. That's the epitome of projecting. I'm going to tell you you're selfish, so then you give me what you I want. See how that works? Don't fall for it. Do not fall for that bullshit, because that's bullshit. Call bullshit. Uh, maybe not say bullshit, but <laughs> not right away. Um, that's just going to give you more conflict. But you've got to stop accepting bullshit. You've got to stop accepting things that are not real. Stop you know, stop being the um, person that just, you know, feels guilty for not giving everybody what else, what they want. You are important, right? See, you know, change requires putting your relationship in its proper place. Okay. So that means that you don't keep a relationship together um, at all costs. You don't. I'm sorry. Not every relationship or marriage is meant to be. Why? Because you are not a human being living a spiritual, you know, um, existence, trying to have a spirit, you know, here to have an experience, a spiritual journey or existence. You are actually a spiritual being, being here having a human existence. And the spiritual part of you is not comfortable in anger, toxicity, or all of it, any of the other crap. But you've been conditioned in your childhood to adapt and feel safe, loved, and like you belong in dysfunctional, crappy relationships. And guess what? If your marriage or relationship is crappy, toxic, and dysfunctional, and your children are watching this, you know what they're going to do? They're going to have the same relationship that you have. You have a, um, um, a responsibility to your children, not to allow them to be the witness to your inability to do what's right. Because your inability to do what's right will put your children in the exact same position where you are. I promise you. You do not have to be the one to preserve the marriage, the relationship. Yes, you can start that, but you cannot be the one that's keeping the peace all the time. You know, um, you can't allow behaviors, bad behaviors to go unchallenged, but you can't challenge them with bad reactions. See, that's what happens. What's a toxic relationship? What's an unhealthy relationship? A bad behavior that um, is then met with a, a negative reaction 
And we spin off of each other, the bad behavior, the toxic reaction, then another reaction, then another bad behavior. And it just keeps going, 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 going. And before you know it, that's your pattern in your marriage or your relationship. Because, you know, here's the thing. When you allow somebody's behavior to go unchallenged um, or you challenge it in a reaction, reactatory way, it's not only hurting you, it's hurting the partner and it's hurting your children. It's the truth, you know. Um, and sometimes the reasons that a marriage or a relationship has gotten so bad is guess what? And I hate to say it to you, but in, cause it's going to sting. It's actually been too important to you. That's the truth. You know, on one token, I will tell you that when you have children, you still have to make sure to put your relationship first, because if you don't put your relationship first, then, um, you know, and you put your children first, well, soon you're going to be a single parent. But yet, when you are in an unhealthy, toxic relationship with a selfish human being, um, and you put too much importance on the selfish person's, you know, um, bad behaviors and everything that they demand of you, you become less of um, a human being yourself, not meaning you're bad, but meaning you are showing up as a shell of yourself. You're showing up as a shell of a parent for your children. You're showing up not at a hundred percent capacity because everything is going into this marriage. So sometimes you got to step back and that's what, how you save the marriage. You know, so what are you, these, what are your internal fears and the lies that you know that you start need to start becoming aware of you know so are you afraid of being alone you know are you afraid of telling people what's really going on and, and I'm not saying everybody I'm saying and you know are you afraid of um, of um, trusting someone and and talking to them so you can be honest and try to help you know get this figured out can you are you too, are you not able to confide in somebody because of embarrassment or shame? Don't, don't find somebody to, you know, because sometimes when you try harder, it becomes destructive. And what, and that means like, so if you're in a relationship and you're never speaking up and you're never expressing your needs and you're accommodating your partner, again, it's all at your own expense. So then what, what happens? You know what? The more caring you try to be, the more respectful, the more attentive, the more positive, the more encouraging, the less demanding you become and the less you get back and the more than he or she asks for and you have to give more and more and more. Hmm. 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 Um, and there's no reciprocal behavior or responses you're going to get angry, resentful, frustrated, and possibly depressed. And it's just, it, it goes nowhere. Because it can make the relationship worse. And that's the truth. And when, you know, and, and you know, I know I've noticed with so many of my couples I've worked with is that it really has the opposite effect, right? So the person that you're with then begins to think that your sole purpose is to make them happy. They become entitled and the selfishness has no bounds. Why? Because they know that if you, you know, if they know what they can do, what they can get away with because you've allowed it and keep allowing it and they keep upping the ante, upping the ante without any reciprocal behaviors. Why would they? 
you've become a punching bag, basically. You know, you've allowed somebody to basically say, don't ask me for anything. I'm not going to hold you accountable for anything. You do whatever you want. You can mess up. And you know what? I'm going to keep trying harder. <laughs> Are you kidding? Okay. So, you know, the 2022, the word for my clients and the word for you is no more two words. My word for myself in 2022 is embrace. I'm embracing all experiences, good and bad. I'm embracing the mornings. I'm embracing the afternoons. I'm embracing every single thing that comes at me, good, bad, mediocre, whatever it is. I'm embracing it and I'm running with it and I'm taking it. I'm just going to be full of gratitude for all of it. And I pretty much have done that a little bit, but not really. And this year is about me embracing things. But this year, I want to tell you, needs to be for you no more. No more mediocrity. No more just standing still. No more standing on the sidelines. No more wishing and wanting. But it's time to grab life by the reins. Take control. And it starts with stopping, you know, to, to giving in to selfishness, to unhealthy people. This does not mean you get divorced. It doesn't mean you um, end the relationship. It means that you are going to find a solution. And if that solution happens to be that it might not work, then you embrace that. You know, people must learn how to handle, you know, disagreements, the differences, the conflicts. And it comes through compromise, mutual caring, all of those things. But if you don't actually, you know, um, speak about those, the things that are going wrong, you can't make them right. The same mind that creates the, the problems doesn't have the solutions. So you got to start looking at other ways, other things. You have to start speaking your piece. You know, it's, it's, you're, you're not, you're not, a, you're not this just person that is a peon. You're not meant to live a mediocre existence. You're not. You are meant to be loved, cherished, and honored. And it starts with loving, cherishing, and honoring yourself. You see, what you have inside of you, what your partner has inside of them is, to, you know, what is what they give to the world and is what they give back. So if your partner has anger and resentment, that's what they give and to you. Now, when people give anger to the world, out to the world, when they give resentment out to the world, when they lie, they get more things to be angry about, more things they need to lie about, more crappy experiences. But when you give love and not in servitude, love with respect and honor for yourself and the other person, you receive it back. Believe it or not, the partner, your partner, if you're dealing with a selfish, pompous person, they don't respect you. They don't respect all of your giving in to their bullshit. They want you to keep doing it, but they don't respect you. And that is part of the reason why you stay stuck in this garbage, right? So, you know, we're always vying for power and control over one or another. Always, always, always. But it's not about power and control. It's about love and respect and, you know, a mutual caring of one another and what's best for the family, what's best for yourself, your, your, your relationship, your children. 
And you can't do that if you're constantly just giving in to another person and you're being passive about it. You know, so one of the things you need to do is be committed to the truth and reality. What's the truth and the reality about your relationship? I don't know. I want you to write down the truth and reality about my relationship is... I am this. I do this. My partner is this. My partner does this. This is where we could have the most conflict. This is how I feel. What is it? You know, what? I don't know. So commit to the truth and reality and write it down. I want you to get a realistic picture of your partner and a realistic um, look at your relationship. You know, um, you know, it's not the lies that um, your partner might tell you that are the most damaging. It's the lies that you tell yourself that are the most damaging. Damages you more than you can imagine. It damages you what you think you deserve, how worthy you are. It's called self-deception. And self-deception can sometimes make you feel hopeful and happy for a brief moment. But then when you come down from that, Oh boy, you crash because you realize reality. Uh-uh, it's not what it is. So get real, get real. That's number one. Number two is be open to growth instruction. Be open to feedback. You know, one thing is, is this, is that um, my clients know that I'm going to give healthy feedback. I'm going, and you need to be able to receive correction. It's never personal. I assess, I see what's going on and I, I tell the truth. And I believe me, there's many times the ego hates me because I've outed them. And then at that point, that person has two choices, run and just stay stuck or look within and say, is, is this right? Oh yeah, it kind of is. Huh? What do I do? Hmm. That can be the moment that you change. That can be the moment when everything can become what you want it to become. Every your reality can become what you want it to. That's the moment you can grow, you can heal. But you got to be open to growth, instruction, to feedback. You know, we don't want resentment, resentment. We don't want to retaliate. We don't want to seek revenge. And we don't want to return evil for evil, you know, because that doesn't get you anywhere. It just keeps you stuck. Three, be responsible for yourself and respectful towards others without dishonoring yourself. Basically, that's called being assertive. So you're responsible for yourself, you're respectful towards others, and you and do not dishonor yourself. Honor yourself. That's the key, right? See, you give no glory... Or do any favors to yourself, your partner, or your children by staying married or in a relationship with a heart full of bitterness, resentment, fear, hatred, or indifference. It doesn't. It, it really, honestly, I'm going to say it again. It backfires. Are you ready for this? Because I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. So be ready. If you're going to stay in your relationship, then stay well. Then that means then stay in a health, stay well, stay, commit to finding the healthy relationship, commit to finding the healthy you, 
stay well. And if you're going to leave your marriage, then leave well. What that means is still, again, guess what? Commit to getting healthy. Commit to healing. Because, you know, when I take, when I work with couples, I tell them one of two things is going to happen. And it always does. Either I'm going to help you fix your marriage and save it. And you two are going to be happier than you've ever been. And you are going to um, literally be blown away that it was ever so difficult. Or number two, I'm going to um, walk you through a successful separation. That means they leave the marriage well. They both healed. They've both been healthy. And they see that this isn't working and it's not going to work. And they don't leave being mean. They don't leave in anger. They leave. And uh, I've helped many couples go through that too. And it's not. It's never up to me. It's up to them. We work through things. We work out things. They heal. It, you know, because I have a um, one week I talk to each of them um, separately one-on-one -on -one calls, and the next week we have a couple's call. It's up to them, not me. And as each one of them heals, and they realize that they're not the same person when they're healed and they're healthy as they were when, you know, they got together, a lot of the times when you heal together, it works. Most of the time it does, but sometimes you just realize this was never meant to be. And even healed, we're, we're opposites. It's not what we want. So then you want to understand about, you know, number four is... Um, you, empath you, you can be empathetic and compassionate towards others without enabling them and without allowing them to abuse you or disrespect you. We can't help but feel hurt and, you know, and angry when we're mistreated, you know, but then those emotions can quickly turn to bitterness. And, and, and then what, if, if we're not vigilant, what can happen? We can end up losing our empathy and compassion. And we don't want to lose empathy and compassion for others. We don't. We don't. And, and how, you don't, how do you not do that? How do you keep that? You keep that by honoring yourself and honoring them and enabling anybody and rescuing anybody is never the right thing to do. It's not, it's not helping. That's actually, it's, it's not compassion. It's compulsion. It's power tripping. You feel good when you're rescuing. You feel good because what? That person needs me then. That's not a good thing to be. That's not compassion, you know? So when we lose that um, compassion and empathy for someone, though, our darker, selfish side will start to rule. It will. It will. And guess what kills that empathy and compassion for someone that you once really loved, you know, that you might have been in love with? It's the buildup of what? Negative emotions, especially resentment. So if you just ignoring what's going on, not getting a realistic look at your um, relationship, just continuing to be walked on um, by a selfish person, abused emotionally or verbally or whatever it is, it, um, guess what? Those effects are going to be 10 times worse than if you could just be honest and seek guidance, seek help, seek healing. See, this, the, when the emotions of, you know, the negative emotions grow, when the resentment builds, it puts a, a chokehold on your positive feelings. You can't even really be positive in other areas of your life. And what does that mean? Well, that means that all areas of your life are going to start to be affected then. Not just your relationship, your job, your career, your relationship with your children, maybe with your friends. You know, it's not what a person does to you 
that's going to do the most damage to your personhood. It's not. It's, um, but rather it's what you do with what that person does to you. Does that make sense? So it's basically stop enabling. Stop trusting or allowing this person to hurt you. Stop hurting them. Because then what will happen is you will end up like them. Does that make sense? You'll go right there. You will. So what I want you to do is realize that you can have that healthy marriage. You can have that healthy relationship. And you can also make a decision that this isn't working. But you can't do it if you just keep standing in dysfunction, toxicity, and ugliness. No more. 2022 is no more. Go to my website. Set up a free one-on-one -on -one call. See if I can help you or your partner. You and your partner. You're, you know, you start, start somewhere. If not me, with someone else. Stop accepting less than you deserve. You are worthy. Thank you for tuning in today to Relationship Rescue. Every relationship begins with you. Yes, it does the podcast. And you know what? 2022, this year I am so committed and embracing my podcast because I realize from all of the messages I get, how many people I touch through this, through, through, through speaking to the masses, through a microphone in the Bay Area. <laughs> How cool is that? That is so freaking cool. Life is so good. Embrace it. My word. Embrace it. Until next time.